Welcome to the Genuine Content Podcast with your hosts, Jay and Josh. Jay, what's going on, my guy? How you doing? Man, Friday night. Feeling good. Work week wasn't too bad, but I think what makes me more excited is first episode was finally released. So all the jitters, all the butterflies, they're gone because like we did it. We're officially official. Like we're podcasters. We're content creators. So how how good does that feel after like two, three months of us just talking and just thinking of stuff and like being dreamers and now we're finally doing what we said we want to. It's a real man. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was like, man, I remember in November when y'all were talking about this and it was just like a, a seed. It was, it was nothing. And now you have all this stuff uh, and now you've, you've made it come to a reality and it's, it's exciting. It's surreal. Um, excited to keep the train rolling. Right. You know, we've got a lot of good content that we want to bring in. Um, and a special shout out to everybody who's listened to the first episode so far. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. Um, we definitely are dedicated to the process of improving what we do. And you know, we are genuinely excited. We are happy that you've taken the chance and the faith to uh, listen to us. And hopefully uh, we, we were entertaining enough on this first go around and we can continue moving forward with some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, and not even to toot our own horn or anything, but I'm, I'm, I was surprised actually of the amount of positive feedback we got. Like, I, again, we never done this. We did a lot of practice, and yeah, maybe like a handful of people heard our practice runs or anything. But to, to you know, for like the amount of people that we, that at least we saw heard it and told us, you know, their feedback on it and the, you know their critiques and such. Like, I was just. It just makes me feel a little bit better because it's like, okay, like I've, I've done it. It's not as hard as maybe we all think it is in the beginning because we're just so nervous and it's just a brand new venture that we're doing. Like we're in our career field. We don't do this. Like we're not like, I guess you could consider this public speaking kind of, even though like it's just us, but then people like, look at like, look, think about how much people just listen to us, whether we know them or not. So it's, it's still different. It's still like a little bit nerve wracking because I don't know who's listening to me, but we're getting it done. And, uh, man, I'm just happy of all the initial followers, everyone who bought in, who continues to buy in. And just know if you think the first episode was really good about Wakanda forever, like you like get ready because I think we're going to have a lot more thought provoking conversations. Like for example, this episode is going to be very, thought-provoking but then we have some very deep conversations that are coming up soon and we have some uh, guests that are gonna be in episodes with us so i think this is exciting i'm I'm ready i'm ready to have the uncomfortable conversations already yeah um this is the process of learning and growth for us like we mentioned uh we're gonna do what we can to to bring some really exciting entertaining content of course but content that really speak volumes to, to where we are in society and, and what we can do to learn and understand different perspectives. But like we said, you know, thank you all so much for listening. If you have, if you haven't yet, you can find us on any platform, basically Apple, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Go follow us, Genuine Content, uh, Twitter, Instagram as well, Facebook, uh, genuine underscore content for IG and Twitter. Genuine content for Facebook. We've got it all right now. So, 
And then please, everyone, if you can just like, subscribe, and review, uh, you don't understand how helpful that is. Uh, any feedback, it doesn't have to be five stars or anything. Just you know, be honest with your reviews. Let us know what we're good at. Let us know what we're not good at. We just not only f- just for the logistic purposes, but for us to know what we need to grow at. So please like, subscribe, and review at any of your platform of choices. Yeah. To Jay's point, whether it's good or bad, we want to hear it. We want to know about it. We want to grow in multiple facets, right? It's not just the information that we're bringing from these topics, but we want to improve on what we're doing in, uh, in this podcasting world as well. But Jay, we have an interesting uh, topic, like you mentioned. Wait, wait, before, before you even continue about the topic, one thing I do want to let the audience know, uh, something that me and Josh thought about, and I think we want to be very transparent with our audience. And whenever we have ideas, we want to bring it to the audience. Uh, I know we're thinking about possibly doing a monthly, a monthly episode, uh, interacting with our fans. So uh, it's in the works right now. Nothing's confirmed, but we would love to uh, dedicate an episode to just like, like the mailbox, you know, any questions, any conversation starters you had in regards to any of the episodes we have for that month. Uh, I think it'd be really good just to interact, you know, have interaction. So like, what did you think we said about Wakanda Forever? Well, let us know, and we can have a discussion there. I think it'd be a really good idea just to have that audience-driven episode. Jay, you're manifesting that good energy. You're already talking about fans. Like, we got 100K subscribers. I like it. <laughs> hey, man, if you, if you think big, is going to happen, man. That's all, exactly. that's all we got to keep thinking that way. Exactly. Our intentions are in the right place, man. We We know that we have something good to bring to the table, and... We just hope people are along for the ride. Um, but it's we a marathon. Everybody who started with us, the day ones. We have some day ones now, officially. <laughs> yeah, day one. And people asked me when the next episode. I was like, man, come on, man. I just released the first episode. Like, <laughs> right, right. We still work. <laughs> I'm saying, this is my part-timer right now at this point. Exactly, exactly. We should start the Patreon right now so we can quit early. <laughs> That'd be a dream. Man. You see all the other Patreoners doing it. Like, man, I'm next. Right, right. All right, so let's get into oh, it. Josh, so we have a good... Uh... What's good? Let the, no, let the audience know. What, what, what's the topic, man? What, what are we talking about today? Woo, we got a loaded one. So we're going to get into a little bit of some cancel culture talk. We're going to bring some examples from different realms of media. Uh, one perspective from like a comedian standpoint. And kind of the art of of offending people, right? But doing it in a masterful way, and what that what that borderline looks like. But then also, you know, there's a lot of artists that we know we're familiar with that have interesting rap sheets or some controversial issues issues that come about. But then people, you know, decide whether they want to listen to them or not. They want to boycott it, what have you. We're going to talk a little bit about that and kind of see what everybody's thoughts are as well. So if you have feedback on this, I think this one's going to be a very diverse or diverse opinion situation. So if you have different opinions, if you have feedback that you want to share with us, please do so. We want to hear it. But Jay, let's start with cancel culture in and of itself. Like, how do you define it and what the dynamic is in, in the world today with cancel culture? Cancel culture. It's funny because this is a term what that's relatively new, right? Like, I want to say maybe five years. Like, it hasn't. Even, it definitely hasn't been ten years of what we consider cancel culture. But um, I think the first time I ever heard of it was like, was it the Me Too movement? Like, I think it goes that far. I'm not even too sure, but like, because it's 
it's it's fresh. It's um, but with cancel culture, I'm, it's it's like a conscious effort to remove toxicity, toxicity, like of the person, and kind of like I mean, the worst is where you're canceling them. You're just refusing to listen to their music or watch their movies, or you're basically removing their content. And um, for whatever reason, for the for the most part, it's like for moral reasons, or but um, I think that's what I think of it of cancel culture. I mean, is there is there a better definition of it? I mean, I never had anyone ask me what is cancel culture. I think it, cancel culture is one of those things you just know without actually thinking about explaining it. Yeah, it's an interesting one when you think about it and you you kind of take that introspective look and just pause for a second and like. What the hell is cancel culture? Like, really? Uh, the way I've always seen it is like you have somebody with a particular status or celebrity, uh, a platform, if you will. And whether it's through their actions or what they have said, what they've done, you have a group of people now who are trying to rid them of that celebrity status or that platform that they have because of what they've done. Uh, whether it's controversial, whether it's uh, a moral standpoint, kind of to what you mentioned, or whether it's offensive to a particular group of people. Whatever status they had, people feel like they should not be in a position to maintain or, or keep that status or elevate it moving forward. In a lot of ways, I think early on it was about accountability, but now it's kind of shifted to a opinionated deal. I was thinking about that. It's about accountability. That's what cancel culture is. That's the best way to kind of sum it up. Yes, sir, man. I think, uh, I mean, and to, to the point about the origins, right, I do think the Me Too movement probably elevated that term of cancel culture. I don't think it was, it may not have been cancel culture at that point, but that was definitely like a mass wave of intentional cancellations if you will it resulted and in a lot of ways probably not even it. enough no yeah because you think about it, it led to it at least if it didn't start it because like think about when you think about the me too uh, movement like how many like directors or celebrity or anyone like in the film industry who got caught up in me too and we we know a lot of the masses decided we're not gonna watch their stuff anymore so if like it's like that like me too led into what cancel culture is because now like um think about what kevin spacey how many people like he like, don't talk about him anymore right Th think about what kevin spacey how high he was with house of cards house of cards was such a big deal on netflix i loved house of cards oh yeah that series was huge it wasn't house of cards if if it's not is one of i think either the first one or maybe one of three of netflix original tv shows i think Ooh. it was like was it that and Orange is in Black? I want to say it was like a group of them, but like House of Cards started. And I, when Netflix was such a novel idea, like no one like was watching like Netflix own stuff, right? But not, not, it's not like now if you go on Netflix, there's so many just Netflix only shows or Netflix only movies. But like, I feel like it started with that. And Kevin Spacey, he was a household name. He's been acting for years. And then whatever happened with him, with the Me Too movement, you haven't heard from him. I remember there was a movie he was in, and I want to say it was maybe Oscar, like he it was an Oscar-worthy performance. And 
I think there's like a there's like a deadline. There's a cutoff for when a movie can be submitted to the Oscars for like to be at least to be considered for an award. And the whole Me Too uh, thing happened with him, and they had to they removed him from the movie, and they recasted him, and they, they reshot the whole movie just to make it on time, just so they can make that cutoff for. And even with House of Cards, like I remember, like on the, the they basically gave it one more season, killed off his character, and the show ended kind of abruptly, and like he got canceled. Like that, that that's like successful canceling. Basically, and, and to your point about him, um, accountability, right? Uh, it it stinks that they still had to go through extreme lengths to kind of gracefully bow out. But at the same time, I guess, you know, people have their agendas and things can be done in certain ways for, for tactics. But yeah. if he, if a real cancellation would have just been yanking him up out of there. Yeah, I don't think anyone got yanked up just like that. Not that <laughs> fast. Fair enough. Um, but, I mean, cancel culture, for the most part, I think when it started, it was good. Because it was, it was like you said, it was about accountability. Now, cancel culture, I feel like, has hit that blurred line. And I think this is where we're, we're going to go into, like, kind of the people, like, that we want to speak about. Like, before it was, you know, you're accountable for you did something immoral, you did something wrong, you did something, like, you abuse of power. And now it's like, uh, man, you said, the, you said one bad thing and you apologize for it sincerely. I'm still gonna cancel you. So it's like, man, like it's like we almost joke around with each other in our group chat. It's like, man, you don't get canceled. You keep talking like that. Like it's just because it's like it's like oh yeah, it's bad because like you really have to. And and of course, we should all be mindful of what we're saying. But like it's like you gotta be mindful with (laughs) with everything. It's 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 like what can I not get canceled for? Even if it's my opinion and maybe I, I keep it to myself, it's cancel worthy. It's, it's kind of dangerous, really. Yeah, I think it creates a dynamic where people are almost scared to make mistakes. Right. Because like if you do, then whatever trajectory you're, you had in your life is, is immediately deterred or, oh, or just on. You remember the Kevin Hart situation? Nah, talk to me. Man, Kevin Hart, this was, I think he, was he the host for like, I think he was the host for the Oscars. And man, he, he said, like he tweeted something a while ago. Maybe it was a, it was a transphobic tweet or it was something like that. I don't know. You got to remember, like when, when Kevin Hart tweeted this, like maybe 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, it was a different time. And people, I, I think well, a lot of people don't realize is like, you're not taking that into perspective sometime. Like there was a difference. And what you can say 10, 15 years ago then to what you can say now. And he says something, I forgot what it was, that many found offensive. He did apologize for it at the time. He's like, okay, I get it. And oh. Then, and then you know, they I think, wanted I, him. I think I remember what you were talking about. It was the Oscars, and, right? That he was yes. supposed to host. But he said something, I believe it might have been homophobic. Yeah, that, I think that's what it was. It was something. It was something with the LGBT community. But he apologized for it at the time. And then it was a whole thing. He was like, like I'm not going to apologize again. Like, you went back 10 years ago 
found a tweet that I apologize for. Are you gonna try to cancel me again for that? Like, come on. Like, you see, like I think that's where it's like it's dangerous because like when you watch stuff, like if you're gonna watch old movies and stuff, like you always I feel like you always have to put it into content. Like this was something in the nineties. The nineties are very different than the twenty tens and twenty twenties. Whether uh whether I mean, yeah, it's probably not right. It's not right with the, you know, the 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 jokes or like anything like that. Um but it was like it was it was a product of its time. And we just at this point we just acknowledge it and understand we do better. But it's people are like really trying to force accountability and it's again this really becomes dangerous because if i said something as a 15 year old and i'm 31 years old you're gonna cancel me because i was a child growing i'm not, I'm not the same person then that i am now i think that's fair in a lot of situations but there can be some where probably not like I think one that was kind of controversial was the Jerry Jones one when he was 15 or something like that, like a sophomore in high school and integration yeah. was, was coming into play. You've seen that photo? I think the real issue with it is he lied about it. That's what I'm saying. So like the accountability part of it and the movement to, I guess, cancel him or raise awareness to that issue is in a lot of ways legitimate, right? But even though it's, Shoot, he's probably like 70-something, 80-something at that moment. But still, it represents a lot on the back end. Yeah. No, I think with the Jerry Jones thing, not excusing him or anything like that. If he, he, he was probably raised one way, so maybe he thought that was okay. But as an elder at this point, I think if he would have just not lied about that and said, you know what? My behavior then is not a is not indicative of my behavior now. I'm such a different person. I don't have those views. I think that's different. But he lied. Like he was like, no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't part of that. That's not me. Like he was lying. We yeah. all knew that. And to uh, to add some context behind this to anyone listening, uh, Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and recently a photo surfaced of him when he was like a sophomore in high school, something something along those lines. And this was during integration, so that that tells you how old he is. Um, <laughs> and he was like in the second row of watching the first set of of black kids going into their school. And meanwhile, I mean, there's a lot of kids there just raising a ruckus, trolling, if you will, um, being toxic, being negative. Of course, anything racist you can think of at that time, all the slander. Is it, they're coming at him with it, and he's just there kind of as a bystander, but it's hard to tell whether or not it's just out of curiosity or whether he is, you know, literally about the the criticism or about the um, about the toxicity, about the the shenanigans that were going on, and so obviously this photo resurfaces, and people are really not just taken aback by it, but it almost represents this thing of, okay, that explains a lot when it comes to some of Jerry Jones's ideologies, when it comes to, um, you know, his status as an owner and how he's um, worked with and treated his players and things of that nature, players that work or play for the Dallas Cowboys. 
But to to Jay's point, he wasn't really forthright about the photo itself in the context of the photo either. So that raises another set of questions, and he almost cancels himself in doing so. Yeah, I mean, I think with cancel culture, it brings awareness, yes. But I don't know. It's, It's good and bad, you know, like most things. But I guess it kind of segues into like what we think about like people trying to get canceled or like communities trying to cancel them. Like, imagine like a comedian. Like, what's the like? You know, I mean, you've been to comedy shows. I've been to plenty of comedy shows, and I feel like there's a lot of offensive jokes. Or and but it's like it's always that thing was, you know what you're getting into at a comedy show. Like there's always like with offensive jokes with comedians, there's always some truth behind it. I don't know. One legendary person that's known for this is Dave Chappelle. Oh man. Dave is masterful with his, with his delivery and, and his jokes and his content. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of controversy surrounding what he has said in a, not a, I think it's been some time now. I think it's been a few years now at this point. But He's one of his comedy closer? series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like 2021 because I, I went to that show. Right. But his, his comedy special rose a lot of controversy. Um, individuals in the LGBTQ community were at arms about what he said, um, found it transphobic in nature, found it harmful, found it dangerous. And really pushed Netflix to remove that series and no, move forward with canceling. No, push them to do it. Oh, oh no, no. I'm about to say, I'm like, it's, it's still on Netflix. <laughs> oh, no. They, they put out the statement saying, if, if you're not familiar, if you don't like our content, well, maybe Netflix isn't for you. Yeah. But to your point. I mean, where is the line, especially when it comes to comedy, right? Because there really is a masterful art of, of, of offending. And I don't think any community is above satire, if you will. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right? I mean, you've seen The Closer, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not going deep into it, but you've seen it, right? Yeah, and that snippet several times. Yeah. So, okay, so I've seen, I mean, I've seen The Closer twice already, one in person, one on Netflix. Is, I mean, something that's, it's not just, like, synonymous with Dave Chappelle, but, like, I've seen, like, Cat Williams, I've seen George Lopez, Cedric the Entertainer, Eddie Griffin, uh, the fluffy guy, Gabriel Iglesias, I've seen them all, right, I've seen, but, like, they always make fun of a certain group of people, whether, like, you have like Cat Williams and George Lopez. They love making fun of white people, or like, like mm-hmm. Cat Williams make fun of uh, Hispanic people, and like, like there's always a group of people like these comedians are making fun of, and we kind of go into it like you know what you're getting yourself into. Like these jokes are offensive. Comedy in itself is offensive when you really think about it, right? And isn't like for me my my uh point of view or anything and i guess i think we should have like kind of like put a, like, a disclaimer in the beginning of this like you know what we're saying is just like we're just di- it's just a dialogue between us like 
if we offend anyone, this is not, you know, what we're trying to do. This is just like having that uncomfortable discussion. And, um, but for like, for me, isn't like a sense of equality is you getting clowned on? Like, I'm going to clown on you. Like, like if, if they should post like, I'm going to clown on the LGBT community, just like I'm a clown on white people, just like I'm a clown on Hispanic people, like or any other group of people. So what makes you different? It's on brand comedy, right? When, like on brand validation is kind of what I see it as, you know, you, if you're, if you get roasted, that almost gives you the validation, if you will, of being present. I mean, when you think about it, like, okay, you, if you know you're going to you're gonna go to a comedy show, right? And you know it's Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah. You know he does certain jokes. Do you go or watch it? Nah, right? That's, that's weird, right? Like, I go, I, I went to, I, I go to comedy shows with my wife, and I always want to go in the front. And she's like, oh, no, no, like, I'm not going to go there because I don't want to get roasted. So why would I put myself in a situation? <laughs> so like, no, I'd rather be back there. So I'm not going to. I, she's like, I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where like I'm embarrassed or anything. Not because of a joke. She just don't want the spotlight. So it's like, right. well, why do you do that then? Like, if you know, like, if, if Dave Chappelle is just not your sense of funny, then why do you go, or why do you go watch it or anything? Like, Pat Williams is very known for making fun of white people, right? Like, <laughs> he's always talking about his white friends or like crazy stuff white people do or anything like that. So if you're a white person, you know that like. Are you still gonna watch it, knowing that he he makes like you think he makes fun of your community, but you're still gonna like kind of put yourself in a situation? And with comedy, is it like is it really harmful in comedy? That's like that's kind of where like that's where comedy blurs. True, I think comedy also tells the story. Right, it's about in a lot of ways just the fabric of society, like where we are as far as certain topics. Um, and the introduction of it is almost to to reveal certain truths, right? Like, at the end of the day, most comedy can be harmful in the sense of it is offensive, in the sense of it does cross the line, but that's what comedy is supposed to do. Yeah. So, like, I mean, how do you feel like, I mean, you love Dave Chappelle, I love Dave Chappelle, um, but at the same time, we're... We, we're, we're kind of straight shooters. We call it how we see it. Like, we're not biased or anything like that. So, like, in hearing the jokes, not the backlash, like, just your own, like, your own feelings on it. Like, did you think they were, like, bad or harmful or anything like that? Did I think the jokes themselves were transphobic? Yes. Do I think that they were toxic and... Dangerous? No. I think that's on brand Dave Chappelle. And so I I, I say it's not dangerous because I don't think he went out of his way to attack anyone different than he would have done anything like any other community. I think it was very on brand and very illuminating, right? It was it was equitable. But then again, I I also don't have the trans opinion that I'm coming from, right? Like, I'm not coming from that perspective. Yeah. And they may, they may feel that differently than I would because I'm not from there. You know, that's not, that's not my walk of life. 
And I would imagine that they're already up against a lot when it comes to social barriers anyway. So it's just kind of piling on more stuff. Is it really necessary? I guess I see it a little bit different. Like when I saw it, first thing I thought was like, they're going to go for Dave. They're going for Dave. Like immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, not be and, and this is just me like i'm like if anyone does doesn't know i'm like super liberal like i'm like 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 i don't know like i'm i have no problem with any group of people at all like it's funny like quick side story you remember gatorship it rings a bell i i forgot but, its overall purpose though anyone doesn't know like so we both went to the university of florida and there was this prestige program like a like a like a retreat and it's called gatorship and no one really knows what it is until you get in and i remember like like i tried twice to get in and i couldn't get in and i knew people that got in and i was like damn like why can you why you and not me man just to find out the people that like have like some discriminatory traits and stuff like or like you like maybe are having issues with like gay people or lesbians or or anything like that or maybe you are gay or lesbian like and you and you like felt hurt or anything like that, you will get chosen for the program, right? Like, for example, like if, if a gay person is like, you know, this was a good example. Um, I don't like what people say, um, that's gay, like that, that's gay as fuck, right? You say that that's offensive because now you now you put a gay connotation, now you're putting a bad connotation to gay. So mm-hmm. if you have someone like that, then you have someone the opposite who would say stuff like that and you kind of put them so you get the understanding of why um kind of drop all the hate and stuff and like just grow together as a community and it's you wouldn't you wouldn't know that until you get in the program and i tried twice i'm like well why couldn't i get in the program i find out what it was i'm like that's why because i'm open i'm super open i don't care about like like, none of that bothers me like so like i go into saying that because like Again, I'm like I'm really liberal in regards to that thinking. So, like when Dave said those jokes, um, I'm like, okay. At least my definition of transphobic, I don't think they were transphobic. Because in my opinion, I don't think they were harmful. I think they were the same quality of jokes he would do to a different group of people. Like I don't think he does like when he talks about white people, black people, Hispanic people. I don't consider those racist jokes. I just think those are jokes geared to that community. Just like I kind of, I, I kind of think that those are geared to the LGBT community. But again, it was all equal. I'm, I'm going to give it to you, just how I give it to anyone else. Like you're, you're no different. You're no, like you're not, you're not, not, not special or anything like that. Like in a bad way, it's just like no, you're just you're, you're going to be the same. And I think that's when you watch the whole thing. And I think a lot of people didn't watch the whole Dave Chappelle special because if you watch it in the end. He gives a masterful story, a real life story about what happened, about how he has a really good friend who is part of the community. And she was very supportive of him. She and she thought his jokes were funny. Didn't think they were transphobic, anything like that. Um, When this is where cancel culture gets a little dangerous, like I was saying earlier, Um, when they found out that she was a supporter of Dave, good friend, go to his shows. Um, they bullied her because she didn't cancel them. 
bullied her to the point where she committed suicide. So the whole thing with Dave Chappelle, he was saying these jokes that they thought was offensive. And then say, well, look, who, who's more dangerous? Someone who's like a comedian just, like just making jokes as he would do to anyone else? Or a community who's trying to cancel me? And because they couldn't cancel me, you're going to bully people into, into if you don't believe what I believe, I'm going to bully you. And then, like, you don't know what her mental health uh, history is or anything. It led to her suicide. I don't know if people got that far into the, the special because that's literally, like, the last 10 minutes. But, like, that was, like, when he said that in the show, I was like, wow. Like, only Dave Chappelle can, like, make really funny jokes, maybe offensive jokes. But then there's a, there's a reason behind it. Crazy. Like, 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 that's why he's one of the greats. Yeah, he is... He's incredible at going deeper than the surface when it comes to the content in and of itself, right? So there's, like, the satire element of it. There's the humor element of it. But it's always revealing a very important part of society that needed to be talked about, that needed to be heard and addressed, right? Yeah, and we and and during the whole thing, all I heard was about how offensive it was. I never heard one person talk about the ending, as if they never went that far. Well, you get Maybe stuck on that particular piece too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you latch onto that one soundbite, if you will, and and run with it. And sometimes even that gets taken out of context a lot, of right? When you just isolate it from the grand story, kind of to your point. Now it's, it's interpreted differently. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it, when you watch those clips, yeah, they're funny on its own, but if you ever go to like a Dave Chappelle show, like maybe a lot of comedians do this, like they're, they're, there's always a reason behind it. Like the, the best comedians, like they do this, where they'll, they'll, they'll say a joke in the first 10 minutes and somehow that same joke is relatable at the end. And, like, that's, that's how they end the show. Whatever punchline was the first episode was, like, in the first 10 minutes, it's going to be the punchline the last joke. And if you really got, got it and understood the storytelling, it's like, oh, it all came in circle. And, again, like, I think what Dave Chappelle said is he's like, I understand what you're saying, but... And I think this is just in general, I think this is like perfect, re- like one of the reasons why we're doing the podcast is like we have opposing views and well, let's talk. Don't cancel me. Talk to me. Like, but we're not talking. I think in this day and age, we don't do too much talking. We do it as if I'm offended. I'm going to cancel you. I'm going to make you accountable. I'm going to cancel you. And that's it. Like, as if we just can't grow as people. What if Dave Chappelle was like, okay, well. Maybe I was wrong, and uh, maybe maybe I took it too far and such, and whatever. And let's have some dialogue. You people didn't even give him the opportunity. I mean, he he's stubborn. He has his own point of view, but everyone does. Maybe you think it's transphobic. Well, maybe he. Well, he's saying he he it's not transphobic. Well, let's talk. 
let's see if we can come to a, a common ground. Maybe we can, maybe we can. But I, I think this day and age, we just don't talk enough. Period. We're just, uh, it's, I don't know. I, like, I don't even want to say anything for me to offend someone. Like, as, as if I'm going to cancel for saying something wrong. It's a tricky dynamic nowadays, right? Um, I think at the end of the day, most people, it, it, there's a respect thing to it, right? If you're coming from a place that is humble and you want to learn or you want to grow as a person, you're empathetic to somebody else's situation, whatever it is. Normally it can be, you know, normally it's internalized or normally people can read that and kind of go from there. But I think in a lot of ways, some of the toxicity that leads to cancellation is about intent when it's, when it's seemingly rooted in something that is negative or, or disgust or prejudice, something along those lines, right? Then people kind of go and take that next step and towards accountability. But I mean, there's other instances where cancel culture kind of exists, right? It's not just in the com- comedian well, world. Yeah, but Josh, before you go, I just want to bring this up. This is just a question. I This is a, not for you, just and just for like the audience. Like, hopefully you guys uh, DM us or uh, give us thought-provoking questions or dialogue and such. Um, can you cancel somebody if they don't have the same belief as you. Meaning, I liked the Dave Chappelle's uh, special, thought it was really funny. I didn't think the jokes were offensive. I really liked it. But maybe people who are part of the community find it offensive and they're, they're mad that I didn't cancel them. I didn't support them because of that, because maybe I just think different. So they're going to, can I get canceled for that? Like, is that something cancelable? Like, instead of, because I just don't have the same thoughts as you. I'll even take that question a bit further. Can you live in a world of constant cancellation? Ooh, I can answer that one. I mean, well, I'll give a straight up no. And I'll let the audience answer that themselves, but it's a straight up no. And if for the reason why is do your research on everything you own, and I'll leave it as that. Yeah, eventually you won't have a product to buy, you won't have anything to listen to, a movie to watch, or anything. Um, but I mean, difference of opinion, I think, is different than spewing hate and negativity, right? I guess. Look, I guess. I guess. A, I guess a good one before we segue is. Um, hot take. I don't think she plays all that, but <laughs> <laughs> never just had to throw that one in there. I just, Shout I out never, to the waffle never, fries. It's just like I don't know. I think it's overpriced. Chicken's fine, whatever. But like, like one of the main thing is like, like the owner's like against, like against the gay community. You know, he's religious for whatever reason, right? That's fine. That that's that's fine. That's what you believe in. I he's like you know I don't support that. I know I know a lot of gay people in my life. Uh, you know, like for me, I just can't support something like that. When you're openly about that, and it's mm-hmm. okay. Well, I just choose not to buy or eat there. 
Now, if you say you like Chick-fil-A and you're still going to eat there regardless, do you, right? I'm not, I'm not going to judge you on that. That's just, that's you. Me, I just don't like it for two reasons. I even had, I've, I've even had gay coworkers who told me, man, yeah, I know I'm really gay. And, uh, but I still love, I still love their chicken sandwich. So I'm still eat there. I'm like, all right, well, if it doesn't offend you, it doesn't offend you. I'm just saying for me, I don't, I just don't like that. I don't support that. Like how openly you are with it. So, but I, I don't condemn anyone who does eat it. I'm not canceling you because of that. But dude, that's just me though. I understand. Like, I understand what people are coming from. It's like, okay, well, we, I just have a different way of thinking. I get you. And, you know, if there's a particular cause that you feel strongly about, that you feel is necessary to, you know, remove yourself from, I'm no longer patron that service, buy that product, listen to that, you know, piece of music, whatever it is, then it's understandable across the board, right? I just think um, a lot of times you're put under criticism for not being a quote-unquote ally as yeah. opposed to just neutral, which is, know, which is interesting. And can you be an ally and just not have the same way of thinking? Like, can, you, can I be an ally and just have a different opinion? Like, I think I can. But, like, maybe many say I can't. Hmm. Let us know in the comments. Let us know. Send us a message. Give us a review once again. You know, this and, is an uh, open type of conversation that we hope that we get a lot of feedback on. We hope that people can kind of give us, you know, a little bit of a peel behind the onion of what they're thinking on these type of topics and uh, what their opinions are. And for those listening to this, to this episode... You'll find out in the next few episodes how this ties into another topic that we'll we'll talk about in another episode. But all this kind of relates one way or another in regards to like just yeah being an ally or canceling and such. So, but I'll leave it at that because I, I I did want to bring up like not only with canceling with Dave Chappelle, but like like canceling like a lot of canceling has been happening in the music industry in particular, as in like. You have the whole Tory Lane situation. That's like probably the main thing with canceling. And uh, I guess if, if many don't know, Tory Lane's now he, he's in he's in jail right now, right? Um, and um, he was charged with uh, he was charged for like owning the gun and stuff. I don't think he was charged for like or he was found guilty of shooting Megan. Is that correct, Megan The Stallion? I, I know he got charged. He got definitely. Finally, guilty with the gun charges. Yeah, um, if if beyond what he got charged with, but you know, it was a, it was a drama filled case. Absolutely, but he is he's officially at this point a convicted felon. So, uh, and he was convicted for it. Just got to it: assault with a semi uh, semi automatic weapon, carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. And discharge of a firearm with gross negligence. So that's some pretty loaded stuff. Yeah. So I just remember with the whole Tory Lanez thing, it was, um, you know, he was accused of shooting Megan and and her foot. She went to the hospital. There's a lot of dispute on the legitimacy of whatever happened that night. 
and I'm not even going to speculate myself because even though he was found guilty on these charges, on charges, the fact remains that we don't know what happened. Yeah, so I'm not even going to go into all that, but I just remember the whole thing where I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Tory Lanez. I love Tory Lanez. I've been a fan of his since like 2012, like when Chicks Tape 3 came out. If people don't like quick history, Chicks Tape is a mixtape that Tory Lanez, a series of mixtapes in where he uh, samples classic R&B songs, 90s, 2000 songs, he makes it, makes it his own. That's how I found him. Been following him ever since. And like, I think when all this came out, this was around the time like he he released like Chicks Tape Five, which is like still on my rotation at this point. And this happened, and I remember like the whole thing was, well, you know, we need to support our black women. Like we, we can't support violence against black women. I totally get that. My whole thing was, I just don't know the truth. Not saying I'm not. I'm not saying he did or didn't do it. My saying making lie, make it didn't lie. I, I don't know. Like, no one knows. So it's like, you know what? You know, innocent to proven guilty. Until I know anything, I'm still okay with listening to Tory. A lot of people were like against it. You were you were one of them for for a good majority of the time. You were one of them every time me and my cousin would in our group chat would joke around, like, yo, this chick's take five, we got the your your body with pretty Ricky, you got Crying out for me, Mario, like all this crazy song. He's like, no, like you're all about canceling Tori for a good minute. <laughs> and like, it was a joke. Like, I remember we joked around. I respected like whatever. You just, if you didn't want to listen to you, I listened to it. It was like a joke because you loved Tori at one point too. And it, but it's like you at one point canceled him. Yeah, that was a very precarious time. Um, I think when it came, I think when it came to the the violence nature of it, um, I've had family who have undergone like instances of domestic violence. And so that while it's not necessarily domestic violence, it's on a very similar, I would say continuum, if you will. And so that kind of resonated with me a little bit. What was that? I would say it's domestic violence. Cause I mean, male, like, you know, someone in a relationship, it was alleged that he shot her. I would say that. Yeah, so it, it's in the same realm, if you will. Um, so that issue in and of itself kind of speaks home to me, if you will. So it was um, mm-hmm. that was a little bit tricky for me because obviously you, you try not to read headlines just to get your full scope of information. But it, it just seemed at the time that there was so much unclear about the situation. Like a lot of he say, she say... And it got to the point where it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that the truth is somewhere in the middle. And the middle mm-hmm. is not good. Yeah. But then, but then it kind of raises the question, right? Like, can you separate the artist from the art? That's the, that's the conundrum that we all face into this. But before we go to that, did you, did you have an issue where like some of us still listen to Tori at the time? Even though you weren't listening to him, not really. Like I didn't, I didn't judge anybody for continuing to listen. If that's what you mean, like I didn't mm-hmm. have a problem for it. I didn't have a problem with it. It just wasn't going to be my thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's your thing now. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
No, but no, you made a great point. Like, at what point do you separate the art from the artist? And it's like, it's funny. Like, it's, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not jumping to future episodes. Um, cause we have a lot of topics coming, but I was listening to a video game podcast and that question was, uh, you know, was brought up and the, um, the host, he was like, no, you can't. And it's hard because like, I think, I think it all depends. It really depends on the situation. One, like it really depends on the nature of what you're, of, of what the allegations are or what really happened. I have allegations to whatever. I won't, I won't name artists or anything that have checkered backgrounds like that. But like, if you have, I know, if we all know something happened, then I just, I just can't do that. Right. Like, um, but then you have something with the Tory Lane situation where it's like, I just don't know that it happened. Yes. He got, you know, he found guilty on, on, on charges, but again, I didn't, I didn't care for the case. I just go, I'm just going by what people are telling me and from what you told me, we, we still don't know. Like the stories are so iffy. It's like, I just don't know. So, and in regards to, to bring the art from the artist. If you, if, if prior to this incident, you have a, like maybe five, six albums in which, you know, you probably had this clean background. You didn't have this cancelable behavior. And then, then you, you did what you did and you dropped two more albums after. Is it okay for me to listen to the Osa because that's when you weren't a bad person? That's when you, nothing was, nothing happened at the time? Like, it's like, I'm kind of separating it because like, you wasn't this monster then. So I think it's okay for me to listen to you then. Like, I think a very good example of this, because Tori, I think, is kind of an iffy situation in regards to that. But Kanye West, I think, is a way better example in regards to this. You have Kanye, huge catalog. He got real iffy, probably a little bit after Life of Pablo. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I want to say maybe around the time of Life of Pablo, that when he was st- his behavior started to really change. But at, but when the album came out, he was still Kanye, but a little bit crazy, more eccentric. But now it's like he, you have like Donda, Donda Two. You have what? What's the album? Jesus is God. This is that the one? The gospel album. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh you have um Yay. Yeah, you have Kitsy Ghost with Kit Cuddy. So it's like you have all these things where his bipolar really became an issue and he says some very reckless things like like I know it's like I didn't not that we're defending Dave Chappelle, but we understood stuff. Like we understood like in the realm of comedy. But with Kanye, you could like it was like no way I could defend. Like you were, you said some really loose stuff in regards to like his relationship with Kim Kardashian, the behavior he did with Kim showing off her nudes to employee the Adidas to anti-Semitic comments to reckless stuff on Drink Champs. So it's like when I can I listen to the college dropout? Can I listen to late registration? Like graduation is like one of my all time favorite albums. Can I not listen to Eight Oh Eight and Heartbreaks? Like this was Kanye prior before anything, right? Like this is Kanye the genius, and I respected him even more after the Kanye documentary last year. It's like he's such a musical genius, 
but he's such a bad person now. Like, <laughs> so can I separate it? It's like I, I'm trying to separate it. Like I, I think I could. Yeah, that situation is just so. It's so peculiar because he went left so rapidly, you know, and it was like a. I wouldn't call it a fall from grace, if you will, but. It was just such a rapid change in what he and what his platform was during his early albums, right? It almost seemed like a completely different person. He had no one to, no one to um, put him accountable. His mom, unfortunately, as bad as it sounds, like you know, we all noticed that has changed. Everything changed with him after his mom passed. She kept him yeah. accountable. She kept him grounded, and you can see that in the, in the documentary. Trauma, man. I mean, at the end of the day, that that word can, you know, that impact that trauma can have on somebody completely change their life. Um, I don't know if I canceled Kanye, though. I think when it came from a musical standpoint, maybe maybe it was a result of kind of what he was going through. But I just found the quality of his music not the same as like my dark, twisted fantasy. And so last, last great album. Yeah. So for me, it was just like, I didn't necessarily cancel him from a moral standpoint. It was just more like, I mean, his older stuff was just so much better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. His new, his newer stuff is like, they're like hit or miss. Like, it's like, for example, Donda. I have a, I have a thing against long albums. Like that's like, I'm real biased. So if his album's like over 20 songs, like uh, I almost like immediately hate you. But I still give it a chance. <laughs> the attention but span like, thing. <laughs> like I can't listen to all that. I ain't got time. <laughs> it's like it's like the Chris Brown situation, right? Like he drops a forty-song album, and I can't do it. <laughs> I really think that was just like for streaming purposes, right? Because like it no, was all about like, like he did like four times, like four albums like that. Yeah, because like now you have like fifty streams at least to go through the whole yeah. album, right? Like it, I guess yeah. it works for like the Apple numbers or you know how Spotify works now. But like, but with Kanye, it's like it's like yeah, his music are hit or miss. Like he he can be great when he wants to, but but like, do you even listen to his like some of his new stuff? Like, there's some good stuff on Donda. Do you still listen to some of his new stuff or his features, even though he's like anti-Semitic? Interesting topic for debate, right? I mean, I, I mean, this 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 podcast is a safe space. Like, I'm not judging. No one's judging. None of us can judge each other. It's just like it's like there's no right or wrong answer. It's just like we're up for discussion. We just we, we like you said, we're trying to grow. I would say that that is definitely a cancelable offense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely cancelable. But is canceling what what is canceling in this case? Is it just completely boycotting the music? Because in a lot of ways, I mean, his Adidas deal is done, right? So what is what is effective due process? Like, do you do you get a life sentence of cancellation, or your deals have fallen through? Pieces of your status have kind of been. He got canceled. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. So if if he's already canceled, then do do you add do you add to the cancellation if he's already canceled? What? 
Yeah, I don't do, know. Do I, I have to I... put my cancel piece on this? Do I have to stamp it and approve it and notarize like the <laughs> the cancel? Yeah, it's the cancel piece, man. Like I don't know what's canceled. Like I don't know what the, the cancel uh, the yeah. the, what, the line or anything like that or statute limitation. I don't know. Right, like if you serve your time, quote unquote, right, or you're contrite about it, do you still do you still stay canceled? I don't know. I mean, we're talking about like people getting canceled, like you know Dave Chappelle with um, the alleged uh, transphobic uh, jokes, and you have Tory Lanez with the alleged shooting, Kanye with the not alleged. It's definitely happened. Anti-Semitic <laughs> quotes, um, like a lot of them, like are almost like moral stuff so like what like is there like a moral ground into like what we could cancel like for example like we have we have hip-hop like we're both we both like really enjoy hip-hop like we both love trap music and we hear all these rappers like old rappers we listen to maybe the new school coming in like talk about being a dope boy slinging drugs killing people like wearing like you know some of them have teardrops on their face and we know if if they're real we know what that means like like mm-hmm. are those cancelable like can i cancel you for that because like that's like morally wrong and like i can't support that but it's like but then your music is banging like I, I go to the gym and i'll be pumping i'll be i'll be going hard on the bench or in squats when i <laughs> fire some of that like can you cancel uh, that so the the interesting thing is we are all we're all human, right? And so we all make mistakes. We're not perfect beings. So it, by that logic, like everybody should be canceled for something. Yeah. Now, are are everyone's offenses as egregious? Probably not. Absolutely not. But at the same time, like you never know somebody's walk of life, especially when it came to, especially when it comes to like the culture of, of hip hop and trap music, like that music is entirely based on a culture that is oftentimes that's just part of the deal. Yeah. And I think what sucks is like, there's no rule book to this. Like, like, like we, like we said in the beginning, like, this is like a relatively new thing. Maybe ten years max, and is what can and can't you get canceled for? Can I get canceled because I listened to something you canceled, or like it's yeah. it's um it just it's hard. It's hard without discussion because like if if we just talked, I feel like that makes half of our problems. Yeah. either solved or just understanding and there's less issues is just i think the problem with um with, with cancel culture is the danger thing I, we keep alluding to dangers like you can ruin someone's life essentially for like like you can like imagine like you on MySpace and you said something on MySpace in high school. Imagine if someone pulled that up and, and it's like, you know what? I don't agree with this. We're gonna cancel you. We're gonna do all this, and you lose your job. That's like that's like 
that's cancel culture, but that's in a in a smaller scale, not with celebrities or anything. Just talk about us. Like we can lose our, our livelihood in regards to cancel culture instead of just talking to us like, hey, why'd you say that as a 14-year-old? You know, why this like instead of and you could be like, well, man, I was just a stupid 14-year-old, doesn't excuse my actions, I'm a better person for it. That's not that's not reflecting who I am. Same verbiage you, everyone's kind of is coming up with when you said something as a as a kid, but it's just dangerous because for something that started out as accountability became almost a weapon. Like cancel culture is a weapon at this point. If I threaten you with cancel culture, you start sweating because you you're thinking about like you can lose it all. You tell me I'm gonna lose my really good job, and if I lose my job, I can't pay my mortgage. I'm gonna lose my house. I got too much to lose and you're like willing to throw me under the bus essentially because of something I was not who I am now. If yeah, if. that's not who you are now. If yeah. that's not who you are now. But, but I mean, but like, like the whole Kevin Hart situation, that was him in the past and he apologized, but they still try to cancel him because he didn't want to apologize again. He's like, but why, why do, well, why do I do it again? Yeah, I, that might just be really a social media thing, right? Because now it's fresh in the news, it's fresh in the in the headlines, tabloids, what have you. Because people weren't because people weren't around or nearly cognizant of the first iteration of it, like the first apology, you almost expect like for PR purposes to kind of go through that and be, you know, at least reflect upon like what's transpired from point A to point B or time A to time B. Like if yeah. he had a PR person, they let him down big. I don't think so. Cause if, if I'm, I'm going to just use me as an example. If I get into a, an argument with my wife and I said, I'm sorry. And then a week or two weeks later, you're going to bring the same thing up, same thing up that we argued about that I apologize for. I'm not apologizing again. I said I was sorry. I regretted my action. I understood, you know, what I did was wrong and such. I apologize. Why do I got to keep apologizing if I was sincere the first time? Now you're just taking advantage of me. Now you're just exploiting me. So I want to make clear. So I'm not saying you have to apologize the second time. I'm saying is. Address address the comment, right? Address the perceived cancellation. Not necessarily mm-hmm. get in front of it, but you could easily reflect upon, like, literally, like, everything that's transpired, at least as far as that particular comment and your stance from time A to time B. And you can demonstrate that that's just not the type of person you are. Then if you do that, everybody else still cancels you, well, then it is what it is. Like, I'm not saying then it's, justice or his due process but there's a there's a certain point in time where you can't care about the opinion of somebody else oh, no, yeah. right but, you just have to live your life but then yeah it's gonna go like for kevin hart for example just he he apologized again or he he did damage like he cleaned up duty this what happened in five ten years you remember what kevin hart said this or when he tweeted this it's like oh what the heck man <laughs> well that's gonna like, happen you're, you're, but okay but not but, but then if he doesn't say anything again even though he said something twice already, again, this is when you're weaponizing cancel culture, and it's like, 
now you're just now you have an agenda instead of something being about accountability now you have an agenda where you're trying to take me down or use my platform for something kind of like it's like a different version of blackmail i'm with you it's so here's my thing like where does accountability come in to play for that person right the constant Mm -hmm. accuser right the one who will never let bygones be bygones or will, will refuse to listen to the change that somebody has made or, or their contrition, if you will, like where's accountability there? Cause you can't cancel the canceler or can you? There's no rules. So maybe you can't cancel the canceler. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, it's almost like a, a form of public opinion, especially if it, if it's done on social media, if it's done like on Twitter, like the threads is almost like the judge, jury and executioner, which makes it, even more dangerous because it's hardly rooted in factual intel anyway (laughs) yeah but what's scary is people like at least with cancel culture and like with the different communities if you don't notice like there's the vocal minority is extremely vocal these days oh it's loud it's so it's like it's so loud even though it's like maybe 20 percent of people think what the vocal minorities think they're so vocal that it sounds louder than what it really is and it's like in in the next episode i'm gonna bring this exact same thing up and it's like man like i don't know like again i can't i can't think of another word but you're weaponizing it you're 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 not using what cancel culture is supposed to be for what it was intended for like you're just you're using it for your own agenda and I just, I mean, the best way to sum up this whole episode is just something that started good. Like, is you're just using it for your own agenda. You're using it for your own selfish, almost selfish reasons. Like, I just, because not everything is cancelable, but you can get canceled for it. You can cancel us for our group chat. It'll kill us. And, we, and, and, and we're just joking around. We're saying dumb things to each other. And well, you'll cancel us. I can, I can walk. I can walk down the street and maybe I say something to a friend of mine and someone hears me and they get offended and well, yo, I'm canceling you. I'm going to find out who you are and I'm going to cancel you instead of just kind of talking to me right then and, there, then and there saying, hey, that's not cool. We're not, we're not dissolving the problem. We're like, they're igniting it at this point. Like you're igniting the flame. It's just, we're not, we're not, we're not doing anything to prevent things like this from happening in the future because now people are going to just do things behind closed doors. And that's not changing anything. That's not changing the way of, the way of thinking, the, neg- the, the wrong thinkings or the, the toxic, dangerous comments that are being said. Yeah, I, I think it gets easier to be very heavily critical behind the keyboard or behind your phone, right? But when Twitter it comes fingers, to... Man. A, Exactly. But when it comes to a in-person, person-to-person interaction, there's a lot less people who are, who are froggy enough to do that. You know what I'm saying? I, a lot of social media thugs out here, man. I've seen it. They talk I, big boy stuff. You could really call it a form of cyberbullying. It gets to oh, that yeah. extent for sure. To your point about, you know, uh, <clears throat> the Dave Chappelle supporter. 
Like it, it really can get to that point if you let it. But obviously we can talk about this topic for days and we actually do have a couple of podcasts kind of related to this topic because there's so many elements of it, so many layers, but we're going to sign off. This is Genuine Content, your host, Jay, Josh. Hey, Make Josh, sure to follow Josh. us, subscribe. Yeah, don't, 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 don't forget the good stuff. Don't forget, you know, please follow us, like, subscribe, leave a review. You know, you know the verbiage, Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube. You know, we appreciate any support. Uh, we want to grow this community. We want to make this a community. We have grand ideas uh, of hopefully just uh, interacting beyond just a podcast maybe future videos live videos uh group chats in the future like patreon or discord there's we have ideas we just uh we would just love the support please tell your friends about us uh just just all we're asking is for a chance just just yeah. engage in dialogue with us yeah uh the root purpose of this podcast is to generate conversation amongst um, us as a collective and the success of this podcast is really going to be generated on the people that we engage and we talk to and we we have those discussions with um, but we're excited to have those conversations even if they are the tough ones because I think they're the ones that are going to drive a better society moving forward Definitely, and we encourage you to take a we encourage you to listen um Think about what was talked about today and share your feedback. And if we we're wrong, tell us. We encourage you to DM us or, I mean, if you want to be a live, uh, a special guest, DM us. We'll, we'll, we'll talk on the side. Man. We're, we're willing to talk to everyone. We're, we're, we want to give everyone a voice, uh, a genuine voice, Absolutely. genuine takes. Absolutely. But keep it civil. I mean, if it's a charged up topic and you're something that you're passionate about, totally get that. Definitely give us that energy. All we're saying is that we always just want to have a community that is safe to hash out the issues that we are seeing in our society and, and talk about the different perspectives that go into it. Perfectly said. But yeah, it. We're going to sign off. This has been a good one, Jay. This has been a tough one to get through, but uh, a good topic you know nonetheless. You know what? Conversations are only going to get tougher from here on out, but I'm excited. Um, We're both excited. We're still here. We're still going to be in the paint for it. All right, everybody. It's been real. Y'all have a good one. Take care. This is Genuine Content. Once again, we out of here. Peace.